0: Hello and welcome to Market Savvy Conversations. Today it's my great pleasure to have a chat with Mark Lockyer. Hi, Mark, how are you today?
1: I'm very good, thanks, Megan. A great pleasure, is it? (laughs) Well,
0: absolutely. (laughs) I just know that there's going to be quite a few pearls of wisdom come out of this conversation. Uh, You're a very worldly wise chap.
1: Thank you. Yes. I hope they're useful pearls of wisdom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, Mark and I are going to be talking about the transition from, you know, more of a traditional healthcare style of delivery to an online one. And Mark's right in the the thick of making that or um, transformation. So, I thought we'd we'd talk about that. And, Mark, do you want to kick us off? Tell us a little bit about you and your background.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know. I went back to university as a mature age student and I ended up by getting my, I did psychology, but I sort of majored in social work and I graduated in 1997. So that would be 10, 20, a bit over 20 years. And, um, like a lot of those degrees, you end up getting a job where you did a placement. So, um, I did. I started working for juvenile justice as a juvenile justice officer, and I, I did really enjoy that. Um, and I've just moved around the place. I've worked in health, in hospitals, mental health, uh, family court, uh, child protection, so a range of settings, uh, offering some sort of service for people. But it's probably been the last, uh, probably since 2010, that uh, I've mainly gone into private practice, which is... Mm. Uh, where I am at the moment. Yes. Um, But delivering all of my services right now on online, mainly because of, you know, the effects of COVID. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that also allows you to live in a beautiful part of the world. Do you want to tell us where you're talking to us from?
1: Yeah. So northern Tasmania um, in Devonport, just at the back of Devonport. Um, And in fact, today marks 12 months that we arrived. So if you if you backtrack 12 months, we were totally exhausted.
0: <laughs> wow, we that's a whole other conversation. <sighs> <"Ugh." Yes. laughs> I mean, that's a whole other conversation itself, but I can't move on until you tell me, has the, has the green change been what you hoped?
1: Look, it is, yeah. Um, I mean, Northern Tasmania is such a beautiful place, you know, and the first people... First thing people think of is it must be cold, but it I mean, it does get cold in winter, but it we have surprisingly beautiful days and you know, there's beaches and lots to see and you know, wineries and and just yeah. I mean, we're still getting to know it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there's so much to know. And the food trail, like that's a really emerging, like global phenomena out of Tasmania, is is this you can't do a thing wrong anything you grow or produce is just yeah, absolutely delicious yeah so true
1: <laughs> they 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 had a a graze a thing i'm oh, oh, sorry i forget what they called it over the weekend but now things have opened up again this is the first time that they've they've done it so yeah it was like a map of places that you could go that were open for the weekend wineries restaurants you know food producers etc Wow.
0: So we did oh, a Mark, of those.
1: it was just you beautiful
0: m- and it's you like might,
1: you- Sorry, oh,
0: sorry. No, I was going to say, you might get all sorts of inquiries after this. How many bedrooms do you have? Yeah, yeah that's right.
1: So have some yeah, we're on two acres of tour. land at the moment and it's overlooking Sprayton Valley. It's just beautiful. Mm.
0: Oh, fantastic. Oh, I'm so jealous. And so, so making the transition then from private practice, so I'm, I'm guessing, you know, a lot of telehealth by the hour, seeing people, mm. any particular type of client group that you have been delivering those services with,
1: I was doing a lot of my own promotional work with GPs. Then I linked in. Then when we moved here, I had to transition to the move and I didn't have those local contacts. But before I left Melbourne, I had linked in with um, an agency over there that, that was looking for subcontractors. And I, I've been with that agency for, um, for the last 12 months and that's working really well. So I get referrals from them. I also do a lot of EAP work, employee assistance program work, which, which often is really tough because that's people just, you know, something's going wrong at work and they phone the service up and, you know, the delivery is meant to be virtually immediately. So you're often getting people in a, a really anxious crisis point. Yeah. But that's very challenging, but yeah, I enjoy both forms of work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. oh wonderful that everyone's lucky to have you doing that Mark absolutely and but thinking about this I'm wondering you know the the scaling how you reach more people so tell us what you're working on at present
1: well I can you know um I I was trying to do my own Facebook and social media promotional stuff Google ads um and you know if you look at my Facebook page I've got probably 20 groups or or 20 different personas that I've formed over the years you know the mindful guru and goodness knows what else Um, and I just thought i get really excited you know and put a lot of energy into creating a new a new page and putting out some posts and you don't get the amount of likes that you want and then I I, you know I just get dejected and, and just you know give up so that's when I thought I really have to go to the next level and look for someone that does this professionally that can support me. And that's when I came across you, you know, Um, and I thought, right, I've, I've just got to do this, you know? Hmm.
0: And what, what is it that you're wanting to achieve? You know, if we do the old five years from now, what, what do you hope your products and services might look like different to what they are now?
1: Well, already on this journey with you, and I, you know, I would have to say the biggest benefit of, of, of joining the course that you run is just the fact that I, I did something, you know?
0: Yes, I've started. <laughs>
1: I've started. So it's like, um, you know, I've got to continue with it. but a court you know like the course um I've been deliberating over that what course am I going to deliver and I must admit that I have sidetracked a bit I, just over the last week because I, I we were talking about this last week I think you know I got up I came across Stu you Stu, yes course.
0: his work is brilliant
1: and I I did think to myself I, I I think I want to go a membership base because I want this to be long term you know because i I mean, I, I originally started out practicing acceptance commitment therapy, which I really enjoy, and that has a really strong mindfulness component. Um, but what I found is I've just got right into the mindfulness, you know, oh, I and I that. use the acceptance commitment process as a as a scaffold for delivering that. Um, so that guides me, but primarily it's mindfulness, and I, I found in my own life mindfulness is. is you know dramatically changed my life one from a really depressed person to to one that can now see the depression and keep it at bay through through mindfulness and other activities um but it's 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 a long journey you know um so I thought to myself courses would be great but I think what I want to focus on at the moment is trying to get people into a membership side that. You know, we build community and I can guide them long term. That would be my ultimate aim. So in five years' time, it would be great if I had a couple of thousand members that have been mm-hmm. along for the journey and we've built a community and we feed off each other and I develop courses, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I
0: love that. That's a really popular model that, you know, a lot of course creators, um, particularly in the States, and we do tend to follow, you know, what's, what's the trends happening over there. And I've been looking at different machinations and some will have consulting. So in your situation, it would be perhaps telehealth. So we'd have the one-on-one and then a course. And then like you're saying, the membership, for people who want the ongoing. And it's a really nice stepped way of, for the consumer's journey and the client's journey, oh yes, I'm getting these problems solved direct. Oh, now I'm going deeper in a course. And now I'm actually going to get into some level of um. Accomplishment with this and embed change long term. So it's a great customer journey. But for you as a practice, it means you're only selling potentially two or three hours a day. You're reaching a whole group of people at mass in the course and then one to many in a membership. So scale is unlimited to, you know, I suppose it just comes back to how many people you feel like you can still do justice to. But isn't that just, like, that to me is so exciting as, a, as an opportunity compared with, well, I can see six people on a Monday, I can see five on a Tuesday. Now, hang on, Wednesday, I'm exhausted. Thursday, I'll do two. Friday, I've got to do all my reports.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the membership model as well, or, or anything that's lower cost than direct um, practice you know because you know it, it's upward of nearly a couple of hundred dollars every time someone wants to see you and and that can't go on forever and yeah. so you start to get into some good work and you know the medicare rebates run out and uh, you know um people disappear so yeah
0: good point hmm. so how can they keep accessing you but affordably and that's where yes. you can start to share that pay load for one of a different term with others. Like they're sharing the session in a way, aren't they? Sharing yeah. the cost. Yes. Oh, how exciting. Oh, and so tell me, what have you learned? <clears throat> oh, excuse my croaky throat. What have you learned along the way in switching your head, <laughs> which is not, a, a mean, you know, that's not a small feat from going, this is the way I've always done it to Hang on, this is the way I could be doing it. What have you learned in that process that, for yourself and, and that you think would be useful for other people who are considering this journey as well?
1: I mean, the thing for me is I've always considered myself an entre- a, a bit of an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, you know, within limits, within the field that I operate from. Um, but what I have found is um, how my professional background does impact my almost limited ability to be entrepreneurial, you know. Um, So that then leads me to say it's uh, the biggest dilemma I've had is what persona do I want to give off, you know, through these courses and membership? You know, like we were just talking about Stu and not not that this is about promoting his stuff, but you know what he's like. He's like, hi, everybody, come along. We've got this for you. You know, and it's like, well, oh, do I want to be like that or do I want to be somewhere in the middle? You know, what, what image do I want to be giving off? You know, I... I I, I certainly don't want to be a hello, I'm a mental health professional, welcome along. <laughs> it's just,
0: <laughs> button you <It's> <laughs> got to have
1: some sort of personality that's going to attract people. So on, honestly, I have found that a bit of a dilemma in terms of my image. Yeah.
0: That's really interesting. You should say that the first couple of years I was in business, I remember um, feeling completely exposed and vulnerable, like I was naked in Queen Street. It just felt like Every decision was raw and exposed. There was no team. There was no buffer. It was, this is Megan Walker and her ideas and what she's come up with for all the world to attack like a pack of ferocious dogs. Yes. And it's a, a really tough thing to get a, your head around. And I know I used to wear black when I worked in, for, in hospitals. That's a good look. And in medical research, I would always wear black because we were corporate. We're very serious. You don't muck around and you don't laugh you don't wear color and it took me this two years to kind of emerge like this rainbow of hey I love color and I love laughing and so I do hear what you're saying Mark and I can only share that through doing mindfulness myself and going on that journey of going well you know what stuff it this is me I say weird things now and then I'm quite quirky I have a really odd random sense of humor (laughs) sometimes I've got to be careful when that comes out but I just sort of figure with doing this work, there is a sense of exposure, but there's also a sense of we'll take it or leave it.
1: Yes, yes. And, and if you don't
0: like what you see, then don't look.
1: <laughs> and look, I'm, I'm certainly sure that everybody that does your course will get something different depending on where we are you know, on our journey. And, and that's certainly one thing that I've picked up that you've mentioned a few times is, you know, if if you're doing a podcast, if you're doing a video, uh, it, and, and you stuff up and there's lots of ers and ums or you cough or something just leave it in there it makes you natural it makes you human and I think that could be a stumbling block for a lot of people it's like oh I just stuffed up I forgot what I was going to say I've got to do it all again it's all too hard I won't yeah so yeah that naturalness and especially in today's world where you know people just hold a phone don't they you know whether at the traffic lights and go oh hi everybody I just thought I'd mention this and yeah then-
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just that real journey of tapping into your true self and and knowing what you can your gifts, Mark. And that's what I think your persona already, like you're so warm, you're so caring, you're so interesting, you know, you got you love a good laugh. I think show show more of that. That is the that is the persona to bring out.
1: Yes. And 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 that's definitely uh, you know, my social media stuff at the background is, is just ticking along, but it's like I do a post and then every now and then I go, no, I, I've got to inject my personality. Maybe that's more just like spontaneous video stuff or, yes. you know, with all. And so that's taken a while as to get used to looking at this.
0: <laughs> yes. <it's, laughs> and yeah, on play camera. The video
1: back. Why do I keep doing that with my eyes? Um, but it's all okay. <laughs>
0: you know, Mark and I were talking before we did the interview about a wallaby that's... Pooped in a very delicate place outside his front door. I mean, I would turn that into a video and go, mm. when life delivers you the proverbial, yes. what are you going to do about it?
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's
0: a right. mindful moment, isn't it? Mindful <laughs> teaching moment. But it tell is. me what. Are you going to keep
1: going around it or are you going to do something about that <laughs> <Yes>. poop?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> life, that's a metaphor. <laughs> tell me, uh, so the persona is one thing. What else have you learned along the way in this? in your butterfly transformation?
1: Look, I've definitely learnt, um, and and there's no way that you said, Mark, can you promote my business? But I feel, you know, it's like being with you and, and also joining Stu's group. It's very much... Um, I I did have that um, lack of confidence in the sense that I'm trying to promote mindfulness. And there is so much stuff out there. You think, why would somebody come to me? But as you have said, and as Stuart said, that's actually a benefit because people just get overwhelmed. So People do want to go to someone like you and, and, and a professional like me that will put together a program to say, can you please guide me? You yeah. seem to know what you're talking about. I, you know, there's this plethora of free stuff out there, but I just get overwhelmed with it. I just need someone like you to guide me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely that's giving me a lot of confidence. Yeah.
0: Ah, good. Yeah, I find the same thing. The journey for me, I've got, you know, in the six months that I've tried to go it alone, I felt very lonely. And I think having a guide to someone who's gone a few steps ahead saves time. Don't do that. Do this. Stay focused. Stay motivated. You know, all of those things where otherwise we'll just go "Eh, too hard. (laughs) Procrastinate. Well, and I keep know. it
1: simple as you as you promote, keep it simple. You know, like I, I you know, you did look at my webpage and I've got that 55-page ebook on mindfulness and a few people have said, Mark, you know, scale <laughs> it down. You know, so, scared. yeah, it is. It's about keeping it simple. And that's like a breath of fresh air as well. So mm-hmm. these sort of things are giving me confidence. So before I, I joined your group, it was more, I've got so much knowledge, I've got so much information, but I'm just overwhelmed. How do yeah. I present it? Yeah. Yes,
0: good. And any final advice for anyone listening who's thinking, mm, I think I've got an online course in this brain and I don't want to keep working for selling time? What would you say to others who are listening?
1: I, I would say, well, number one, if you're passionate about it, you know, I, I think that's just so important. Just don't put together a course because, oh, you know, it seems to be the thing to do. If you're really passionate about what what um, a... You want to put into the course and to get it going then definitely do it but but yeah get guidance from someone like you or you know a program that's going to help you because you know you you have your fortnightly meetings it's a six-month course you know it's like i've paid for it so i might as well show up And there's it feels like there is that obligation it does feel like someone's pushing me every fortnight to say come on come on so that, that is definitely helping. You know, even as I'm talking to you now, I realise how much I have learned.
0: <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. And to close this off, Mark, when, when life gives us wallady, wallaby poo on the front step, what do we do with that? Give us the, give us the guru's advice from the mindfulness perspective. <laughs>
1: Well, look, um, you know, remember to look up occasionally. If you if you tread in that poo, that's okay, because if you keep looking down, looking for the poo, you're going to miss the beautiful blue sky. So it's okay to make some mistakes along the way.
0: <laughs> oh, you're so wise. I love that. Thank you so much for talking to me. That's been very motivating and insightful, and um, yeah, really encouraging for others who are listening. So thanks, Mark. Can't thanks very to, much,
1: Megan.
0: Can't you. wait to see the next iteration and. Follow your journey. (laughs) Bless you, my child.